0: chapter 22 of the cliff climbers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the cliff climbers by thomas main reed chapter 22 drawing their drink the idea about the cave was a good one, and gave them some little comfort in the midst of their tribulation. Still it was not much, for although they would be safe enough while in the cavern, they could not accomplish anything there. The want of light would hinder them from working at the ladders, and while cutting the timber out of which to make them, and every hour that they might be engaged upon them, they would be exposed to the attacks of their implacable enemy. The prospect was sufficiently discouraging, even with the knowledge that the cave would offer them a safe asylum to which they could retreat whenever pursued. As the elephants remained comparatively tranquil for a length of time, these thoughts of future operations had engaged their attention. Confident in their present security, they were not troubled by the fear of any immediate danger very soon however this confidence began to forsake them how long were they going to be kept in the tree that was a question that now presented itself and as the time passed became a source of uneasiness though none of them could answer this question yet all could understand that the siege promised to be a long one perhaps much longer than that which had so lately been raised for the rogue, inspired by a rage profound and implacable, exhibited in his sullen look a determination to stand his ground for an indefinite period of time. Seeing this, our adventurers once more became uneasy. Not only was their situation irksome, from the fact of their having to sit astride slender branches, but should the siege be continued, they would be subjected to that danger peculiar to all people besieged the danger of starvation. Even at the outset all three were as hungry as wolves. They had eaten but a very light breakfast, and nothing since, for they had not found time to cook dinner. It was now late in the afternoon, and should the enemy continue there all night, they would have to go to bed supperless. Oh, to bed indeed! Perhaps there would be neither bed nor sleep that night, for how could they slumber upon those hard branches? should they lose consciousness for a moment they would drop off and tumble down upon their sleepless besieger even should they tie themselves in the tree to go to sleep upon such narrow couches would be out of the question thus then they saw no prospect of either supper or sleep for that night but there was another appetite now annoying them far worse than either hunger or longing for sleep it was the desire to drink the rough and varied exercise which they had been compelled to take since starting in the morning climbing trees and skulking through pathless jungles combined with the varied emotions which their repeated perils had called up all had a tendency to produce thirst and thirst they now felt in an extreme degree it was not lessened by the sight of the water shining beneath them on the contrary, this only increased the craving to an extent that was almost unendurable. For a considerable time they bore the pain, without any hope of being able to get relieved of it. And with the lake glistening before their eyes under the clear sunlight, and the current gently gliding through the straits underneath, they could realize in something more than fancy what must have been the terrible sufferings of poor Tantalus after submitting to this infliction for a considerable length of time an exclamation escaping from caspar drew upon him the attention of the others dunder and butzen!" cried he what have we been thinking about all this time the three of us sitting here choking with thirst and a river of water within our reach within our reach i wish it were caspar rejoined karl in rather a desponding tone certainly it is within our reach look here as caspar spoke he held out his copper powder flask now nearly empty karl did not yet quite comprehend him what is to hinder us from letting this down he inquired and drawing it up again full of water nothing have you a piece of string about you aussie yes sahib i have briskly replied the shikaree at the same time drawing a roll of hempen twist out of the breast of his cotton shirt and holding it out towards the young hunter long enough it is said Caspar, taking the cord which the next moment he attached around the neck of the flask after pouring the powder into his bullet pouch, he permitted the flask to drop down till it became immersed under the current allowing it to remain there till it had become filled with water he drew it up again and with a congratulatory exclamation presented it to Karl, telling him to drink to his heart's content. This injunction Karl obeyed without the slightest reluctance. The flask was soon emptied, and once more let down and refilled, and again emptied, and this series of operations was continued until all were satisfied and there was no longer a thirsty individual in the top of that tree. Of chapter 22